When Americans are looking for a tasty meal, options for Chinese, Japanese, Thai, sushi, Korean, or Vietnamese outnumber the classic McDonald's hamburger five to one. There are over 65,000 Asian restaurants operating in the U.S. today. A new generation of owners is serving up exciting and new choices in the Asian American menu landscape. Let's dive into their journeys as they innovate for Western palates with Eastern flavors and cuisines. Welcome to Chow Chops. As a kid, did you ever bring lunch from home that drew strange looks from others at school? Try doing that as an Asian American girl in a predominantly white suburban community. My guest for this episode drew from such experiences to create and grow her own restaurant brand where her passion enriches her community through her cuisine. I'm here with Nadia Lou Spellman. She is the owner of Dumpling Daughter, which now has multiple locations in the Boston area. Thanks for coming on Chow Chops. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's kick this show off by hitting the Wayback button and we get a glimpse of your childhood as you are the offspring of a restaurant power couple. I grew up in the restaurant business starting from the earliest memory that I have. My parents had several upscale fine dining Chinese restaurants. I was always spoiled by eating the best Chinese banquet food, which doesn't exist anymore in Boston. In New York, yes. In Las Vegas, maybe. It was always multi-course. Food was always a reason to get together for my family, for extended family, for friends. There were always fancy parties. And so I was very fortunate to just have these incredible memories. Some of my happiest moments was in the restaurant with family. On top of that, eating at home. It was a real treat when my mom would cook for us. That was home style. In every facet of food, I mean, I was really lucky. My parents took us to travel. Food was always a focus. The word foodie is thrown around all the time. They were true foodies in the 80s, and they were my biggest influences. They did not want me to go into the same business. They accept this is my love and my passion, and it shaped who I am. Life is not normal if you don't have a restaurant, and so I had to open a restaurant. A lot of decisions and a lot of career changes led me to that decision because as much as I was told not to and as much as I resisted this love, eventually I realized if it's a true passion, it's not real work. That's what my father always taught me. You can never work hard enough because it's not considered work. Encompassing all these things growing up in my upbringing, I realized that restaurant business and food business, first and foremost, is what I had to do. Use the term home style. Could you explain that a little bit more? Everyone cooked on all different levels, including myself, starting in middle school. Home style for me is something that brings you comfort. Ask children, ask elderly, ask someone that feels not so well today, what do you want to eat? It's always the food that they grew up with, their childhood favorites, the home style food that they remember. For me, it triggers love sitting around the table eating my mom's cooking, which is true home style. Whatever someone ate, Chinese or any other culture, the food you ate growing up at home is home style. It's what is honest. Home style for me was refined because my mother has incredible knife skills. Everything was cut so fine, very little oil, not too salty, not too sweet. Everything was so balanced. Chinese restaurants in the 80s and 90s, even today, you get a lot of fried, super sweet, very salty food. In my opinion, that's not real Chinese food. 
Home style is light, healthy, clean, truly what Chinese food is. Homestyle is what my grandmother cooked, her Beijing meat sauce, which is the reason why I was excited to see her every week. Homestyle is my dad taking leftovers from the restaurant and making it into something else. There's so many definitions of homestyle. Hey, I'm envious of your food experiences as a child. These dishes you mentioned, are they part of the Dumpling Daughter menu? Dumpling Daughter is my opportunity to share my favorite food growing up, my childhood food, my mom's cooking, our homestyle uh, recipes. Oftentimes in Chinese restaurants, your head chef is very important. For Dumpling Daughter, it's all based on my mother's recipes. So she's the chef. And so the beauty of it is that we're not relying on a head chef like a traditional Chinese restaurant would. It sounds like you realized you had some strategic advantages that you blended into your business. Can you share more about your parents' achievements? People in the Boston area can recall the Sally Ling restaurants being around. I was younger then, but I remember the restaurant. My parents, one of their biggest accomplishments as a team was their restaurant, Sally Ling's, because they worked together to create this brand and concept. Without the other, it wouldn't have happened. And so I look back on it as a wonderful foundation for me, what my parents created. Um, then they actually got a divorce because I think the restaurants ultimately tore them apart. And my mother moved on to New Jersey to open more Sally Ling's, which were very successful. And my father kept one open and he took care of my little sister and I, and we grew up in Weston with my father. And so at a young age in middle school, he asked me to cook dinner for him and Nicole, my sister, once a week. And so I started cooking when I was about 13 or 12. And I told my dad, you know, I'm getting bored with spaghetti and ragu tomato sauce. And he said, well, why don't you go to the library and look at some cookbooks? Why don't you see what more you can make us? And so that kind of started my culinary uh, training. I would go to the library, I would read cookbooks and try new recipes every week. And um, I would cook all the way up until graduating college. I went to Babson College, which was close to home, and every week I would come home and I would cook for them. So this really engaged me in, in just loving food, preparing it, and I took a lot of joy in making food for my family. And it brought me back to my childhood again, the excitement and the joy around my mother's cooking. You know, um, all of us were just so turned on by her food and it was the happiest moments and so as I got older I would ask my mom to teach me. Most children of restaurateurs are not usually encouraged by their parents to take their paths. What was your career beginnings like? I got a job opportunity in Providence, Rhode Island, a management program at Macy's. I turned down the job. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and I moved in with my mom so I could grow my relationship with my mother. We started spending more time together, and I started really learning about my mother as a person. She is so talented as a businesswoman, so much experience and knowledge around fine dining. 
So I ended up working for a high-end jeweler in Manhattan on Fifth Avenue, selling to celebrities. You know, I would constantly get advice and coaching from my parents, and they would say, why don't you get a real corporate job? Something to build your foundation for the next career step. I went to Babson, and that was business, so I thought, well, I'll go into finance. I work at Standard & Poor's Corporate Value Consulting Group, and I did mergers and acquisitions valuation. And it sounds so fancy, but actually what it was was just a lot of Excel modeling. It was so dry. I sat in a cubicle. I was bored. In my free time, I was researching recipes and trying to figure out what I was going to eat and what I was going to cook. So the money I made, I went into New York City and started researching and trying all these cool restaurants. And I was so passionate about eating the best burger, the best donut, going to the best five-star dining experience, just continuing my eating resume from childhood. It was just a natural love for me. You know, I speak Mandarin, so they started sending me to China and Malaysia and Thailand for business trips where I could eat more. <laughs> so this was my way of keeping my job and finding a niche that I also loved in the job. And I worked there for five years. Finally, I told my parents, I can't do this anymore. And I said, you know, Dad, you always told me to pursue my passion. And my passion is food. And mom has a very successful restaurant. What if I just worked there? I asked my mom if I could learn and actually manage her restaurant. Because growing up, I worked in restaurants, but I never managed anything. So she allowed me to work with her general manager. I got a lot of training and I worked there for two years. I noted all the things I couldn't stand about restaurants and all the things that I loved about them. And I said, I'm gonna take these notes and I'm gonna create something that checks all the boxes. All the, the no's, don't do it. All the great things, let's do that. It sounds like you had the right mix to strike out then, or was there something missing? Luckily, I was at a party where I met the founder of Stacy's Chips, and I told her what I was gonna do. And she said, you're nobody until you have a brand. You can't just sell dumplings in a supermarket. You, you don't have a brand, you know, what's your brand? What's your credibility? She said, you have to share your dumplings cooked. Then you create a brand, you create a following, and then maybe a supermarket will talk to you. You know, getting food into supermarkets is not as easy as you think. So you need to create a brand. And I said, oh shoot, that means I have to open a restaurant, which is what my parents told me not to do. During this time, my father actually passed away. His lasting words that resonate with me is that a woman should always be self-sufficient and you should always do what you're passionate about because then it's not real work. So I thought, well, I'm getting married. I'm engaged to my high school boyfriend. I'm thinking about this business. I'm gonna get married, but I still have to be self-sufficient. So I need to start this business. So what is this business gonna be? Okay, it has to be a restaurant. I knew my dad wouldn't be happy with this idea, but I also remember something he said to me, which was, if you're gonna ever do the restaurant business, do it the smart way. Don't make it so complicated. And I thought, okay. I took his advice, I went to my mother. I said, mom, I wanna open a dumpling restaurant. Selling dumplings, buns, noodles, grandma's Beijing meat sauce, and what else? And so she said, I advise you not to do it. It's too tiring. And I said, no, 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 we're gonna do it the smart way. And she said, okay. 
well, if you're really passionate about it, then I have no choice but to help you. I had her behind me. My husband was always so supportive. He said, do whatever you want, I will support you. He could see that I had this fire in me to share this food. There's always been mom and pop shops everywhere. And I thought, what if we branded this dumpling shop so that it was super approachable to everyone and put them in locations that were not Chinatown or Flushing, mainstream areas that everyone could get access to it and, and brand it so that it's welcoming. And so that's when I created this business plan for Dumpling Daughter, you know, a kind of chic, whimsical, fun logo, something that I'd always imagined that was appealing to young people as well as elderly, that was cute and, you know, fun, um, serving my favorite food that is really underexposed and delicious and not able to get unless you go into Chinatown. This was back in 2014, I believe, when you started Dumpling Daughter, is that right? Yes. It took me three years to find a location for Dumpling Daughter. Mm. There were so many leases that we were about to sign. I didn't feel 100% confident. And so it took me years to find the right location because location is one of the most important things. And I was back to the drawing board after spending about $35,000 and wasting it on previous locations, but I trusted my gut. And when I had nothing, a location in Weston, my hometown opened up. And I was looking at the most expensive real estate in Boston. And here I am back in Weston. My husband said, there's that location that used to be a pizza place. And I said to my husband, I, my late father had always dreamed of having a restaurant in Weston. He approached the exact same landlord of this open space in 1986 and asked him if he could open Sally Ling's Fast Casual in Weston. And the landlord said, I don't think Weston's quite ready for it. My gut feeling says yes, because my father wanted it. And he would be very happy that I tried and that I had the opportunity. And then I asked my mom, and ironically, she had never talked to my dad about that. And I said, Mom, what about Dumpling Daughter in Weston? And she said, I think it's brilliant. And so I got the approval from both my parents. And so we decided to proceed, and we opened in the fall of 2014. And shortly after opening, one of the best food critics, most respected, Cheryl Julian, came in and had dinner, she said, five times and wrote a review, and it was written up in January 13 of 2015, and it paved the way for Dumpling Daughter. I'm so grateful for her visit. It changed everything for us. There was a line out the door. We couldn't stock the food fast enough. We gained so many loyal fans from all over, New Hampshire, South Shore, Western Mass, they're all coming for Dumpling Daughter. And I look back and it was the most fun I think I had. Finally, I was sharing this food with hundreds of people a day. It was amazing. So all things start falling into place for you. You had great advice, but you still needed to make your business your own. Brand and customer experience needs to work in concert together. So how did you build the roadmap and go down that road? Branding came about during my travels to China. When I went to China, I saw a lot of cute cartoons and uh, bubble tea brands 
and bread bakeries that had these very cute logos, bright colors, and it really influenced me. I said, you know, it's really appealing to all when it's fun, bright, playful. And I had this dumpling logo in my mind. You know, I've always been obsessed with Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and I loved her shoes, and I loved their gloves. I thought something that brings me back to my childhood is Disney. What's better than Disney, you know, as a child? First thing I did was I designed the logo, and it went through about 25 iterations. She has to have high heels. She has to have those gloves. She's a cartoon, and she's fun. And I want the brand to be a place where people of all ages can go and enjoy and make it what they want. They can eat fast. They can take their time. Uh, one thing I really didn't like was having waiters and waitresses. It's competitive and it doesn't have a team feeling when you have waiters and waitresses on your staff because they all want tips. That was something I didn't want. I didn't want alcohol because it's something that is difficult to manage and expensive. So I kind of took bits and pieces from all my observations growing up and working in the restaurant. That became Dumpling Daughter, this fun place that you could go and eat and make whatever you want of it. You can go up to the counter and order your first course, sit down, enjoy that, go up to the counter and order more, and all the way down to the dessert buns. You can take it step by step, course by course, or you can order 10 things, eat as fast as you can and leave. And there's no tipping. You know, when you leave, you don't have to tip a server. You don't interact with anybody really other than the cashier who's taking your order, which maybe one day will be a kiosk. So it's really about the ease of use, you know, making it easy for customers to come in and make it what they want offer them something that they can't get anywhere else unless they make that trip into Chinatown. But I also want to create a brand where every time you come, you know what you're getting. It's always consistent. I have a weakness for fast food too, because as a child, I was not allowed to eat fast food. It was a no-no. And I was only able to get it if I was with my friends. There's something beautiful about fast food. You always know what you're getting. You crave it. I wanted to create something that was craveable. All of these things that I enjoy and love, I wanted to really encapsulate in this concept. And so far, a lot of our customers, they're return customers. They say that when they come to Dumpling Daughter, it's fun. Um, one of my customers said, it feels like Disney World in here. And that was something that just blew my mind. I said, wow, I feel like Today is a really good day because when someone gives you that compliment, it just drives you to do more, to share more. This brand is evolving into something that's bigger than me because once I opened that first one, I said, this is my dream. I'm done. I'm good. But once you serve these people and they love it so much, it invigorates you to open more. And then when you have staff that you love and adore and want them to grow, that makes you want to open more because you're spreading opportunity, not just food, but creating jobs, creating a fun place for people to work. Weston fulfilled my dreams, but now we're opening Brookline, which is the third location. And I'm just so excited. People at my Kendall store want to also work at my Brookline store so that they can carry two jobs and really master the Dumpling Daughter food.
I'm just thrilled that this brand is becoming bigger than what I had even written down in 2014. Things are getting really exciting for you now. You're scaling the business with new locations. People and customers are getting to know you, uh, understanding what you're offering. It's new and uncharted waters. Um, you've got more street cred. So as new doors open for you, what areas would you like to impact and change in your environment? My father also told me that one day if you do something, you should change the atmosphere. What I, what I want to do really is just serve this incredible food, right? But what I'm actually doing, if I look at all the customers that are eating in the restaurants every day, I am changing the atmosphere because I'm offering something more. And it's an incredible honor to be an American born Chinese, raised in this country, but still instilled with Chinese values that my parents are very adamant about, which is this brand is an ode to what my parents did. Dumpling Daughter, people say, well, what daughter? Daughter of Sally Lake. The name is very important to me because it is a continuation of what they created. And now, we're bringing together Easterners and Westerners, literally East meets West in this concept because there are all kinds of people enjoying in one space. And in Weston, it's mostly Westerners. In Kendall Square, it's mostly Chinese. In Brookline, I think it'll be a, a beautiful mix. And that is also in the business plan. My vision is to bring all of these people together to enjoy a food that has been around for 5,000 years. Buns were one of the first things ever invented in Chinese cuisines, Chinese bread. Chinese bread is steamed, Western bread is baked, and our bread has been around for so long. It's just a little bit that I can do to bring a little bit of history to everybody's day. The buns, the dumplings, these are all like very traditional peasant food, if you will. Middle class, upper class, every class eats dumplings. I like to say that it's the, the mac and cheese or the croque mansoor of Chinese food because all classes eat it and all classes love it. Yeah. And um, it makes me so happy that we're bringing this the public in that people can just get a little taste of Chinese history because that that really is what it is it's fine Chinese food and it's accessible and easy and it's fast it is just an honor for me to be Chinese and to be American and to have both those cultures in me and that I'm able to marry that in the general public too the East and the West I love embracing Chinese culture, and I love continuing on what my parents did. And so for me, it's very meaningful. It's not just a business to be what my dad said, self-sufficient, but it's changing the atmosphere, and we're feeding people, and we're making kids happy 
with grandma's Beijing meat sauce. I have a customer who's like 88 years old and he likes grandma's Beijing meat sauce on rice and he gets that every week. There are kids that don't eat meat, but they like Beijing meat sauce. I mean, it's, it's really just a complete pleasure. I keep saying the word honor because Chinese food is 5,000 years old. There's so many cuisines within Chinese food. Every province is known for a different style, approach, what they're good at, whether it be seafood or spicy or meat or vegetables. Every province cooks what is originating from their land. Dumpling Daughter is just a collection of my favorites. It's not really encapsulating even one one hundredth of Chinese food, but it has a lot of essentials, a lot of things that people like to eat in the Chinese New Year, dumplings, spring rolls. These are all meaningful foods. Longevity noodles, you know, we have noodles. It's all my favorites growing up and through traveling. And so a lot of people, when they come in, they often say, oh, well, where's the chef from? Where's the owner from? Because that's the type of food you're serving. Well, when people ask, where's the owner from? The owner's from America. This is the owner's favorite food because I really try to share all the things that are so delicious not from one province it's from all over and so the owner is from america we are serving just tidbits from all over china right you can't really represent china in one restaurant or one meal or even 365 days a year you can cook something different there's just so many variations for chinese food and we just capture a little bit of what my favorites are dumpling daughter is a very personal venture it's a passion project and its first goal is to share this food but behind that there's just so much more meaning for me because it is an honor to be Chinese and embrace the Chinese food but make it accessible to Westerners it's beautiful to see all these different cultures come together and eat the food in Kendall Square you know and it's amazing for me to see little kids eating it in Weston because growing up, I was the one bringing the strange lunch to school. And I was actually made fun of in the early 80s for having chopsticks in my lunchbox. And now I'm seeing these young kids in Weston where I grew up eating my food. And so we've traveled and progressed so much in food as Americans. Americans are enjoying dumplings and buns, and I'm so happy that we can do this in Weston, in Kendall Square, for the tourists that come from around the world, and now in Brookline. We've talked a little bit about the influences that brought you here. What do you think is going to happen, let's say, the next 10 years in the Asian American food landscape? Part of your secret sauce is your brand. Do you see others adopting to that as a new generation of restaurateur that understand the power of brand? It's so funny. I think a lot of people my age in their 30s that grew up Chinese in America were told not to open restaurants because when we were young, it was very stereotypical to have a Chinese takeout restaurant or a Chinese restaurant. And all our parents were trying to do was make a living my parents, it was more of a passion project for them. Yes, it was monetary, but it was to make money, but it was also a passion. 
because my father was passionate about fine dining and my mother is so passionate about food. But I know that a lot of Chinese immigrants opened restaurants as a means to make a living. For survival. And so we were often told not to do it because it's a hard life. Our parents want us to work in offices, but now we're coming to the point where a lot of us are told and inspired by entrepreneurs to do things that we're passionate about. And I was inspired by my parents because they're entrepreneurs. And I saw it as that way. And not as a hard life, but as passion. And so I think that the new generation, which I mean the people that are younger than me, I think that they're really gonna embrace entrepreneurship, food, branding. My generation, not so much, because we are fresh out of the 80s and 90s and you know, told not to do it. And we went through that tough time, the stereotypical time where, oh, Chinese takeout place. And it wasn't, it wasn't cool. Luckily, you know, I kind of saw the cool side of it because Sally Ling's was so cool. Right. And, and so you've made your, your brand, your restaurants are cool, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, cool. I, I, really, I really embrace it. And I think that the younger generation now is. You know, when you go to Florida, when you go to D.C., you're going to start seeing Filipino concepts, Japanese concepts. I really hope that someone does a Korean concept because there's so much delicious food to be shared. And there's so many essential dishes from all these Asian cultures, Thai food. I mean, people need to start opening fast casual, fine food, fine casual. I mean, it's a whole new genre, right? Fine casual cuisine. Food that is not sandwiches, burgers, and pizza. That is Asian, that is beautiful, fresh, clean, and accessible in great locations. It's going to start coming. And I'm very excited for the next 10 years because I do think that people younger than me are now really into this. I hope that they are inspired and I hope that they share their food. And we're coming also to a point in time that you don't even have to be born that blood to do that cuisine. There are people that are so well-trained and well-traveled and are passionate about Asian cuisine that are not Asian and they should do something. And they are doing it in New York. They're selling street Chinese food and they're not even Chinese and they're doing a great job. I'm very excited and I always say, it's okay if somebody else opens a dumpling or a bun concept and create their own, just share more of this food. I, I encourage it. I think that Asian food is the most interesting cuisine next to French food. These two cuisines are so complex and there's so much to share and we need to see more of it. So I'm excited for the future and what people have to share. So we need to close the show with a final question. Nadia, for the listening audience, what can they get when they dine at Dumpling Daughter that may be something off menu or would be personally recommended by you? My next dream is to create specials that we can launch in every location. And I love being creative. I love bringing new ingredients in. And once we get restaurants really running at a great flow, I would like to step back and create specials. Um, right now, Weston uh, customers love our specials. We're always creating new ones. We're about to launch specials in Kendall. And once Brookline operations are open and steady, we're gonna launch specials there. And maybe in a couple of months, you'll see specials that are um, across the entire 
three restaurants that are similar or the same, and I'm excited for that. But also, I think a hidden gem is when people go to our catering uh, website and they see that they can have Dumpling Daughter catered to their office or their home. And actually, that submittal form that you see goes right to me. And so I'm the one that handles all the caterings. And we have customers that were frequenters at Sally Ling's that get catering from Dumpling Daughter. Um, they're in their 80s and 90s. And they get Sally Ling's lobster with ginger and scallion. These are dishes that I will call my mom and literally say, so I'm building a custom menu for one of your customers. Let's talk about this. And my mom and I consult on catering menus when they are off menu. And we can do anything under the sun. And I love doing that. I love being creative. So caterings, if you're really looking for something special, we can do it. And, and that's the, really the fun part of my job as well, is uh, catering to customers that want a little bit more than just the foundational menu. Well, thanks for coming on Chow Chops today. I really appreciate um, you sharing your, your experiences and your journey. Thank, Thank you. you. I really enjoyed it. As Nadia trailblazes the Asian cuisine scene in the Boston area, I'm encouraged that a greater community will be served with food that has such incredible thought and passion behind it. Thanks for the airtime. This is Jeff Chin. You can reach me at jeff at chowchops.com. Mm -hmm.